Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Today on the Zabecast, remember that gold dress that broke the internet a while back? You know, the one that also looked like a blue dress? Well, it turns out MLB has their own Bubba Wallace news fiasco. Mr. X joins me. We'll flirt with the first look at NFL over-unders and maybe pick a few that could crash and burn for easy wins. Plus, is there any restoring the tarnish on the Olympic rings? Your 45-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. Thank you for downloading. So, was it an innocent call-out to the Rockies mascot, Dinger? Or was it one of the most vile and shocking daylight slurs in modern sports history? Well, it's looking a lot like the former. After John Heyman who writes baseball for MLB Network, put out a tweet going, oh my God, did you see this at the Rockies game? People quickly then looked at some other alternate video angles to say, wait a minute, he's not saying that horrible word you think he is. He's actually calling over towards the Rockies mascot, whose name is Dinger. But I'll be honest, when I heard it, I thought, oh my God, oh my, what is going on here? I heard it at first and I said, wow, how could that guy not have been pointed out right away, removed from the game, got his information and be told, this is, you are banned from every major league park. How come somebody didn't knock his lights out was my first thought. And I kind of went with it on Monday morning on my morning show because I guess my instinct is not to try to downplay this like, wow, that sounds bad, but I need more information. What do you mean you need more information? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. It doesn't add up to me because, well, yes, there are racists still running around, rampant, hideous racists. There 
didn't seem to make a lot of sense that this could happen in broad daylight so clear in a stadium full of people with other civic-minded and not racist people around and for this guy to be able to just walk out of the stadium. Didn't add up. And it didn't add up because it turns out it wasn't the case. So, having said that, boy, the reactions on Twitter were just amazing. Heyman quickly said, okay, hold on a second. Looks like he may have been yelling dinger. This thing may be a nothing burger. But people on Twitter, some of the reactions, it's very clear what this guy is saying. Stop facilitating the gaslighting. Who said that? Tracy Mapu, who bills herself as New York City born and raised, attorney by day, obsessive Mets fan 24-7, 365. And then adds, Twitter helps me satisfy my obsessive need for constant Mets baseball news. It also satisfies your need to virtue signal and to absolutely be delusional. It's clear what this guy is saying. Stop facilitating the gaslighting. Nats Fanatic 82 said, "Mm, John defending racism, meaning John Heyman, when he tweeted out his, hey, hold on a second, looks like this is a nothing burger. That elicited several people to go, you got to be kidding me, right? And Nats Fanatic 82 doubled down by saying, hey, man, totally racist, unacceptable. I don't care what you think. And then more people attacked him. And then Nats Fanatic 82 said, ha, 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 you just wrote a whole paragraph debating a troll. Somebody else said, we already took a screenshot of your first tweet, John Heyman, to forward to the fan's law firm when he rightfully sues MLB for defamation. Nobody's getting sued here. There was no defamation. Even though MLB, I don't know if MLB put out a statement, but certainly the Players Association, through Tony Clark, their boss, put out a statement. On a simple background with the MLB player's logo on it. It is a painful reality that progress continues to be elusive in a world where ignorance and bigotry remain all too commonplace. While many are truly committed to respect and equality for all, the abhorrent racial animus displayed today highlights that there is still much work to be done. We have to continue to work together to ensure that racism is never tolerated on or off the field. Well, all right then. There was a follow-up statement from Tony Clark once they found out he was screaming at Dinger, the mascot, that simply read, never mind. (laughs) I'm kidding. There was no follow-up statement like that. But there should have been. I wonder if he has issued one like, okay, we jumped the gun. I, I I probably should maybe slow down, slow my roll just a bit. No, of course not. They're just going to go and walk on by. For those of you who don't know who Emily Latella is, you can Google it. It's an old SNL skit from back in the late 70s, early 80s. Weekend Update recognizes its obligation to present responsible opposing viewpoints to our editorials. Here with an editorial reply is Miss Emily Latella. What's all this fuss I keep hearing about violins on television? Now, why don't parents want their children to see violins on television? 
Greeks were just lovely. Now, if they only show violins after 10 o'clock at night, the little babies will all be asleep and they won't learn any music appreciation. Why, they'll end up wanting to play guitar and bongo drums and go to Africa and join these rock and roll outfits and they won't drink milk. <laughs> I say there should be more violins on television and less game shows. It's terrible Mr. the way things... What? Mr. What? Teller, that was violence on television, not violins. Violence. <laughs> oh, well, that's different. Yes, yes. Never mind. <laughs> So every every little uh, you know weekend update thing from her would end up with never mind. She would always mistake one thing for another. Now here's what's crazy. Somebody posted in a reply. Search what do you hear on TikTok? There's a bunch of videos showing what a sound or words can sound like depending on what you are thinking about or looking at. So maybe this kerfuffle tells us more about the listeners than the guy who was actually shouting. Here is one example, and I want you to remember these two words or phrases. One's a word, one's two words. Do you hear brainstorm or do you hear green needle? Before you listen, you're like, how could I mistake brainstorm from green needle? Well, here you go. It's going to repeat. It's the same sound over and over. But once you flip it a couple of times, see how many times you can go, all right, I'm going to do three green needles in a row, and then the next one I'm doing brainstorm. I'm going to make it sound what I want it to sound like. I did this, and I was like, oh, shit, this is freaky. I actually can control exactly how this works. Brainstorm or green needle. I mean, it's really freaky. This is some sort of cheap, looks like a sci-fi toy where you press a button and some, you know, translucent action figure lights up and, and maybe it's the green needle action figure. I don't know, but that's crazy. Of course, somebody else then tweeted, well, now's probably time for a mascot name change. <laughs> probably is. Today in cancel culture, a professional paintballer was kicked off her team for making fun of a teenager infected with COVID-19. The woman, one Jessica Maiolo, 31, posted a since-deleted video on TikTok about the Miami teen who spent 10 days in the hospital with the virus and how his mother said she'd wished she'd gotten him the vaccine sooner. So the serious illness could have been prevented. He's going to be okay. Thank God for that. What did Jessica Maiolo, professional paintball player, say on TikTok? She said he doesn't need the vaccine, but instead he needs a fucking treadmill. Oh, man. 
We got a murder here. Maiola was excoriated on the social media platform for being a quote-unquote vile human, as well as fat-shaming a teenager and spreading vaccine misinformation. (laughs) Yeah, but she did spread obesity information. Outraged users reported Maiolo's comments to Team USA Paintball, which is not affiliated with the Olympics. And following a brief investigation, the group announced they were cutting ties with the athlete. Why, yes, indeed, because that's what is done in this day and age. All right, time to connect with Mr. X, who, believe it or not, just got off the golf course with all four of his sons. Good evening, Mr. X. How was the 2021 X Open? <laughs> it was uh, It was interesting. <laughs> so you're up in Maine, right? Where'd you guys play? We played at a place called West Appleton Country Club. Okay. Home to us and three or four other guys. <laughs> I was going to say, is it a fancy place? Oh, no. It's a small farmhouse. Wonderful guys own it. Um, I will just say this. Like, on one, like, tee off on number four, and my son says, boy, this course is wide open. I said, on the fourth and fifth fairways, they land airplanes. <laughs> no way. For yeah, real? doubles the golf course, and also they land planes there. <laughs> All right, I'm looking at it right now. West Appleton uh, Golf Course in Maine. Uh, the go. photos, yeah, it looks like a, a dump, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. We had fun. I'll tell you what it was. If you've ever seen that TV show, Impractical Jokers. Yeah. That was Impractical Jokers hit a golf course. No way. Oh, God, it was ugly. Wow. The, okay. shit, the stuff they were doing. Ugh. All right, so so tell me, uh, give me some highlights from the round before we get into We're going to talk NFL over-unders here tonight. Okay. The highlights, I don't know, like, you know, we're on a par five, and as we all, we played a, a, a three versus two scramble. I had X3 and X4 against X1 and two. <laughs> but, like, we pull up to the second shot on a big, long par five, a 600-yard hole, and X4 goes to pull a club out of his bag, and he realizes there's no bag. Oh, no. He's like, wait, where's my clubs? And his brothers are like, Look back up the fairway because they loosened the strap and it fell off. Oh, I love that bit. Oh, they do that all the time. Or the X1 will play Angry Birds theme music as loud as possible while you're teeing off. <laughs> <laughs> and at what point it, it, we got yeah, X3 got even with him because he's looking for his putter and he stole it a couple holes ago. And at one point they took the key out of the golf cart. Is that it here? Why did you not live stream? Why why don't you guys did did any one of the exes have a TikTok account or an Instagram account? Yeah, yeah. Did they you know, video any of this? Photos? Well, no, because Is there a single it, photo? I demanded a photo, you didn't send me one. I, I thought I sent you one. I took one. Oh. Because you know what? To me, it's great fun. To them, you know what it is? Monday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, By the way, I got to tell you, you know what tonight is? What's tonight? Tonight is my 100th Zabe cast. Really? 
Yeah. And we've done pretty well on the first 99. This one, this one's not going to go so well. Why do you say that? Because it's been a long damn day. (laughs) Okay. I'm touched that you keep count of your actual number of appearances. That's great. And uh, let's make this 100th one really good. By the way, uh, we're going to talk NFL over-unders today. And I'm going to throw out a theory, which you can either tell me I like the way you're thinking or no, no, you've got the binoculars backwards. You ready? All right. Go something like this. Before you do that, let me tell you the last thing. Just before I came down to answer the phone, X2 says to me, because it's on TV, he says, Nothing says America like losing a hundred bucks on a game of twelve year olds watching the Little League World Series. <laughs> He's betting that, huh? I guess so. Anyway, oh I'm God. sorry. Go ahead. Thank no, you. that's fine. Okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. I think I think the way to bet NFL totals is to try to identify the handful of teams that are most ripe for a total implosive disaster giddy up and then bet the under because your bet if you bet an over you got to nurse the over all the way into the barn it's almost like the polaroid opposite of basketball where or or any or any other game sport where when you bet the over in a game when it's over it's over but in in season totals for football when a team implodes or the star quarterback quarterback gets hurt then it's kind of over in a negative way Usually. Okay. Fair like start. last year, the Cowboys, when Dak Prescott got hurt, I don't know what their preseason total was, but it wasn't what they ended up with, not by a long shot, because they were shit without Dak Prescott. For sure. In fact, um, both Dano and I last year had a top underplay on the Eagles, which Ooh. if you think about it, they were even supposed to beat Dallas last year. Really? And they imploded early. Uh, as you know, that whole division was god-awful. But yes, the bottom line is, if you you know what, a win's a win. Don't get me wrong. But I always say, if you're not betting more unders than overs, you're doing the wrong thing. All right, I'm going to walk us Sorry, through. Uh, we're going to we're going to go through every one of these totals, uh-huh. and then uh, we'll just. This is a ballpark. This is not your final plays. By the way, when will you release your final plays at callmemrx.com? Oh, this is too early. Um, I know. This, when yeah, um, you know we will we'll be. You know, I just actually got the site live this week. Um, we will be putting totals up probably two weeks before. Although, if I find one sooner, you know, my answer is always this. I bet the unders as soon as I find them. The overs, I wait. Right, that because makes sense. Because that can make it yeah. worse in preseason. Um, if you're going to go over, I wait till the last minute. If I'm going under, I'll take it right now before it gets worse, so to speak. Sure. So I can't answer exactly, but it's two to three weeks in before the season. Well, for example, the Cowboys are currently at nine. And if if Dak Prescott has an MRI comeback after another two weeks out with that shoulder injury, and they're like, yeah, he's got to have surgery on it. Well, now you've bought in at nine. You bought in at the under at nine, right. and that number is going to move to seven probably overnight. Well, eight and a half, but yeah. Because uh, <laughs> okay. that, that division's so god-awful that, you well, know, yeah. come on. Yeah. And by the way, nine sounds high until you go, wait, nine There's and eight? There's 17 games. Nine and nine eight? And eight? Not know. nine and seven? That's going to jam a lot of radars this year. Yeah. It's going to make people confused. Right. Chiefs at 12 and a half. 
I got I to gotta get my hands around the 17 games, which I'm not. And the second thing is, first of all, second thing is, first of all, I told you this was going to go south. They'd have to the go 13 thing. and four to win yeah. that bet. Well, the, the biggest thing on season totals uh, compared to other sports is you've got to have your hands all around the exact schedule because it matters. What division are they playing in conference? What division are they playing out of conference? Who are those extra? When teams? are they playing the games? Yeah. How many in a row? Monday schedule. nighters, Thursday nighters. Uh, I mean, those, those all are, matter. Yeah, but I mean, those one seats playing the other one seats. And those fours playing the fours. I mean, the best thing to do is find the best four seed that you like and take them over and the one seed and take them under. So what I'm getting at is when you throw a number at me and I haven't dissected the schedule yet, it's it's just a big, big ballpark. Okay. But the Chiefs, you know, obviously they're the best team, but that's a pretty high number. Tampa, a lot of downside to that. Tampa at 12. I think I got to hammer the under because I keep being wrong on Brady. I'm just going to do it so that eventually I'm right on Brady. This well, is the yeah. year he's going to suck. Yeah, you said that the first week of the podcast. What was that? Five years ago. 18? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get it. And when you get it, you better gloat. Oh, You've been I will it for years. totally gloat. Ravens at 11, as are the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills price is right. I would inkle under on the Ravens. Yeah, tough division. Um, tough division because all those teams are getting better. Rams yeah. at 10 and a half. Niners at 10 and a half. Browns at ten and a half. I'd love to shade the Browns under ten and a half, and I'd love to take the Niners over. Niners are clearly a good bounce back team, I hear you. That the Browns division is just really tough. Rams, I'm not sure. Packers at ten. That seems low, but again, yeah. It does seem low. Is yeah. it a trap? Yeah. I mean that's a um this is, by the way, from Vegas Insider, and I'm looking at the date, August 7th. Okay, so that's up-to-date totals. So that's with Rodgers in the fold and no injuries. Ten. Oh, interesting. Why are the Packers below the Browns, for God's sakes? I mean, that's I like that. Seahawks at ten. Yeah, they got some serious holes on that team, though. That seems a little high on a great division. Right. And I don't know if the tension between Russell Wilson – and what they're doing offensively and whether or not they're adequately dedicating resources to protect his ass has totally well, resolved itself. It, it it was a thing in the offseason. There was rumors he wanted to be traded, and then that sort of fizzled. But is he really happy? We'll see. Aren't they? And, and protect him. I think they're the team that's on their fifth or sixth left tackle. Yeah. Patriots, nine and a half. Wow. Hmm. Chargers, nine and a half. Dolphins, nine and a half. Jesus, show me something, Miami. I can't – I'd go under on the Dolphins. Bad division. I don't know. Okay. Bad division. Saints at nine. Maybe wow. Jameis is good. You know, I, I'm not up on who's going to play there. I still believe Sean Payton's going to overcoach the crap out of okay. that team and use multiple QBs, don't you think? Right. Titans at nine. Colts at nine. Cowboys at nine, Vikings at nine. How can the Colts be nine having just lost Carson Wentz, who already was not a very good idea at quarterback? Yeah, and they lost some too. They're down to Eason. Yeah. And unless it's Tony Eason, they're in trouble. Steelers eight and a half. I like the over here. I'm going to buy into Big Ben for one more year. 
Oh, they got Haskins packing them up. They're all set. <laughs> the Cardinals, eight and a half. Don't have an opinion. The Woofed, eight and a half. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, what you have to do is you look at a bad division like this, like the Woof, and say, who's the better of the crap teams and play them over. I don't know that it's them. It's not them. You know what they say, Mr. X? It's an eight and a half and eight and a half league. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> get it? That's a joke. Yep. Uh, Denver, eight and a half as well. Bears are seven and a half with the Panthers and the Falcons. The Panthers under would be juicy because they've got Sam Darnold and basically nothing else. Now, can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy the whole year? We shall see, but they lose Curtis Samuel at wide receiver. I don't know. It seems like the Panthers are in full rebuild mode. Yeah, they got to go seven and ten for you to win that. I don't know. Uh, Falcons at seven and a half. Raiders at seven. Giants at seven. Barkley's healthy, right? They're hoping. They're bringing them along slowly in training camp. But but uh, tough guy Clark Judge, Clark Judge, Joe Judge, tough guy Joe Judge has already run four guys into retirement. Yeah. I don't know. They, you know, I haven't dug into it, but they could be my, they could be a sleeper in that crappy division. Jaguars with Sunshine Lawrence six and a half, tempting over. I got to go six and eleven. Yeah, that's seven a, and eleven. That's a, seven no, and ten. You got to go seven and oh, ten so for the over. Six and eleven to lose. Oh, so okay. Seven and ten wins. Yeah, that's that's probably where it belongs. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of. It's still a really bad team, but. Okay. He could light a fire. We'll see. Bengals six and a half. I like them better than the Jags. That's not Eagles six and a half. You know that's hard to go into that, but I'd I'd start looking hard <laughs> at going that way. I know I'm not a Hurts believer. Sorry, right. not at all. Uh, Jets at six, despite Zach Wilson, who I've not heard much about in camp so far. We'll see as the first preseason games come. The Lions at four and a half. With a re- retread at quarterback in Jared Goff. And the Houston Texans at the bottom of the NFL totals heap, according to VegasInsider.com, at four. Wow. So four and 13 is a push. Hmm. Is Watson going to play QB or safety? What's the, what's the latest? He was allowed <laughs> to work out and throw with the first team today, apparently. Uh, but they're bringing him along slowly, and he still wants to be traded. I just think you're starting to tickle at 4 and 13. You're starting to tickle at the just sign your name on the SAT, you'll get 200. Yeah. And who's their backup? Is it still TJ Yeldon? Uh, let me uh, effort that for you right now. I'm sure it's really bad. NFL depth charts uh, our lads. And uh, boom. You ready? Matt Schaub. Oh, did you already look that up? No, I'm just guessing. Out are the, my... are the are the are X two, three, and four and five going to uh, chime in, or X one, two, three, four? No, no, I, I left them upstairs. I can't focus with them around. <laughs> okay, uh, their depth chart shows at backup Tyrod Taylor. Oh, he yeah, okay. With Jeff Driscoll, who made a few starts for the Bengals last year. And Davis Mills, who is a third rounder out of the draft out of Stanford. 
Davis wow. Mills was kind of hyped in the draft. I mean, of course, their their new head coach, David Culley, is like a 54-year-old first-time head coach, or even older than that, I think. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you said that because on the drive home from golf, X2 asked the question. It took us an hour. He posed the question get, without Google. What team is Wilson Ramos on? <laughs> it took 20 guesses before we got it. Wow. Uh, by the way. Come on, Zabe. Where is he? Where is Wilson Ramos? Yeah. He's a White Sox. Long. Eh. That's all right. Took a long time. He's an Indian. Oh. Never would have guessed it. That was anyway. sort of close. Uh, David Culley is 65, actually. <laughs> he's wow. he's Social Security eligible, and they finally said, hey, you want to coach a team? And he's like, do I? I thought yeah. you'd never ask. I'm in. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. All right, so anything else to add in just the most quickest little look at the over-unders in football? Well, I'll say, you know, the hard part is we do well at those on the website, Dano and I. It's just hard to wait 18 games and, and you know, almost what, over four months to get your W. Yeah. Um, but – what we still hit them pretty well it's it you can do it if you really dig into it hard okay how is it different from baseball totals which of course you are money at well that's a good question baseball though you're going to win and lose usually very easy 
look, I still don't have my hands around 17 games, but I will say this in a regular season, um, you know, everybody's seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. I mean, they're all right in that seven to nine window. Right. You just got to figure out um, who's a little better than you think and who's a little worse than you think because the numbers are so close. Baseball, they're a little more spread out. Football, everybody's right there. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, by the way, do, do uh, the ex-disciples know that Luka Doncic tonight agreed to a landmark $207 million Supermax rookie extension with the Mavericks? Wow. No, I can't really tell that. They they are big Luka fans, as am I kind of, by the way. But, uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot of reason to be. So, as, yeah, as, five yeah. years, $207 million. It's a rookie Supermax. So that's 40 per... And he will exit that at the mere tender age of 26, oh. which would enable him to sign, by my count, another one at 26, another one at 30, and probably one more at 34. He's looking at being a billion-dollar NBA player. Great. They might as well just put a printing press in his basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I> mean, <come laughs> Anyway, uh, he'll sign the contract Tuesday in Slovenia and hold a news conference there, according to ESPN. Wow. Just balance the Slovenian budget in one night, probably. Yeah. Uh, what else is on your mind, other than getting an, a good night's sleep after all that golf with your kids? Oh, man. Well, I, I don't know. Do you still want to do any baseball? Are we done with that? No. I, give me some baseball. What do you think? Well, I was going to uh, tell you. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the one thing, you know, that we were talking about that people miss most on these trade deadline things is they don't realize how much, this is silly to say, but it really is money, not players. And what I mean by that is when you do this trade deadline, you feel like teams are, quote, out of it. But usually at the trade deadline, there's just about 38 to 40 percent of the games left to play. So while you may be out of it, these guys still have a lot of money to be earned since they earn it per game. So what happens is, okay, I'm out of the pennant race, but this guy's still scheduled to make a $14 million contract, which means in these last two months, I pay him $6 bucks. So you and I sit in the boardroom and go, okay, wait. If we give him to another team, you and I save $6 million. And people say the rich guys don't care about that. But yes, they do, because my wife just wanted that vacation home in Tahoe. That's $3 million. So you and I get $3 million each if we just send him to another team for the rest of the year. <laughs> so what happens is we say, here, you can have him. Oh, but wait, our fans won't like that because it looks like we're rich, you know, money grabbers. So I say to the other team, could you throw me a prospect? Just give me somebody from A-ball to make it look good. So, so many times, you're really just giving away the player. And and it may not sound like much when you talk about a $170 million payroll, but when we're out of the race in July, $6 million, $6 million, right? What's wrong right. with that? Here, take my player, give me two guys in A-ball that you know are 19 years old and will never sniff AAA. But then I don't look like I'm being cheap. I look like I'm building for the future. But I really just saved six million bucks. That's what a lot of these deals are, and folks don't realize it. Isn't it sort of the way rich guys keep score? It's their way of competing. 
because they're not athletes. They compete by going, look how shrewd I was managing the salaries of these specific players. Sure. Bottom line is it's still money. And if we're out, we're out. And if I'm trading for a real prospect, you know, that's different. Now you're getting Max Scherzer. But when I'm just dumping a salary, they only throw in those low ball players right. to make it look good. They really are just giving away the giving them away for nothing. Did you watch any of the Hall of Fame speeches? You know, I only saw Peyton. I and? only saw Peyton. Ah, you know, Peyton is Peyton could do anything he wants, right? He's good. He's I thought he'd be the Monday Night Football guy since the day he retired, but he hasn't. Why do I you mean, think he's not doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he could. He's better. I mean, as great as Tony Romo is, right? Peyton's better. I mean, he's crazy good. Um, I, I, a lot of people were saying after his speech, especially when he mentioned that, you know, there's a legacy is only good if there's something to come back to. You know, if, if there uh, only if there is something to hang your hat on, like meaning looking ahead to the future of the sport and everything else. They said they said he should be commissioner. Yeah, why not? If he wanted it, he could have it probably. What I mean, he could. Yeah, here he could, whatever. He, he could name his job in life. Pretty much. He could, be, he, he could be. He could be senator tomorrow if he wanted to. Here he was. Another generation. It's about guaranteeing that kids everywhere can learn, bond, grow, and have fun with every flag pulled, every tackle made, every pass thrown, every run, block, sack, and touchdown scored. The audience here tonight is made up of diehard fans who feel football deep in your bones. Now, we may have ignited the fire, but you, you have fanned the flames. Inevitably, those flames will be whipped by the winds of change, but they don't need to smolder. The future of this game is ours to shape. We just need to take tomorrow on our shoulders as readily as we donned our pads before each game. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember, a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you, and God bless football. Kind of rushed through it because they were uh, had so many people to get through and, and so little time, but otherwise a pretty good speech. I put out a poll, Mr. X, uh, based on the whole, okay, who would be the best choice for the next commissioner? The choices were Peyton Manning, Jeff Bezos, Jarrah Jones or anybody slash a folding chair. Care to guess? Probably one. <laughs> anybody or folding chair narrowly lost to Peyton Manning, but yeah. Bezos and Jerry Jones each got three point one percent only out of eleven hundred <laughs> votes. Yeah. What does that tell you? That's about right. Guess you need somebody who appreciates the game like Peyton Manning. All right, Mr. X, what's on the docket for tomorrow? You going out on the boat? Don't tell mom? Uh, Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. All right, videos, photos. We want to live vicariously the X life. (laughs) All right, pal. Okay. Happy 100th Zabecast. Well done, my friend. Okay, take care, bud. Couple more to end with here. Former President Obama's birthday party went on mostly as planned, I'd imagine. Scaled down event due to COVID? <laughs> what could it have been scaled down from? The massive tents outside his fabulous $12 million 
waterfront estate in uh, New, Hamp- New Hampshire, Massachusetts, one of those places up there. Uh, welcomed a fairly large crowd that was certainly more than just friends and family, unless you count John Legend as family, although maybe he's just a friend. Of course, John Legend tweeted as recently as August 2nd, if you go to any large gathering right now due to the Delta variant, you are basically asking to get infected. John Legend was there with Chrissy Teigen, of course, of course. Uh, They said it was a COVID-safe gathering, and one reporter for the New York Times called the crowd sophisticated and vaccinated. And yet your kids are going to be forced to wear a mask for eight hours a day in school this fall at many places around the country while this is going on. But kids aren't vaccinated, yet they also don't get sick from this. Meanwhile, Fauci again is at it. He whined about the, checks notes, Sturgis motorcycle rally. Wait a minute. What what year? What year is this? Oh, he did it again. How dystopian is it that our supposed foremost expert in pandemics and epidemiology would be complaining in the same way about the same specific certainly republican skewing event one year later. And to ignore Lollapalooza's crowd in deep blue Chicago where there's videos of the people checking the vaccination status of the concert goers with the most lax of, yeah, just wave any paper, come on in. Or ignoring Obama's bash or ignoring the poorest southern border. I mean, seriously, people. Throw away your Fauci votive candles. The guy is a joke and a hack. But you know that, right? In Olympic karate... You can kick, just don't kick too hard. This is one of the stranger stories of the Olympics, but hey, I guess the rules are the rules. An Olympic karateka looked destined for gold, but he knocked out his opponent and therefore got disqualified. Yes. No, No, it happened. Oh, yeah. A Saudi Arabian karateka named Tariq Hamadi, looked destined for Olympic gold as he was cruising in the final match against Sajad Ganazadeh of Iran. However, leading 4-1 in the high-stakes event, Hamadeh knocked Ganazadeh cold out with a brutal high kick to the neck after just one minute. hey Kapow! Down he goes like a sack of potatoes. In most combat sports, that would be it. Hamadi would win the championship and perhaps even go on to bigger things. But in karate, at the Olympics, he was DQ'd. Why? Because, according to the rules, you are not to injure your opponent. Officials decided that Hamadi broke the rules by inflicting a, quote, unchecked attack, thus injuring his opponent. Ganjazadeh, who had been beaten to the floor, was motionless on the canvas. So medical pros rushed the mat, placed him on a stretcher, and removed him from the main arena. He was able to wake up, get his feet under himself, to then be present for the medal ceremony, which the pictures of, oh my God, are amazing. Uh, The photos show a clearly displeased Hamadi, the silver medalist, or actually, I think, yeah, he was silver, 
Uh, just like, yeah, great, whatever. And then a very nervous-looking Gunjazadeh biting his medal. Most Olympians, when they do the stereotypical bite the medal, they're smiling, and they're like, yeah, I can taste the gold. He's got it in his mouth like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Probably didn't didn't really win that. I got my ass knocked out. I think what they should have done is they should have just traped the medal over the guy as he was laying flat on his face. You just put it around his neck and you just kind of just kind of leave it there. And then you back away slowly. Sort of like uh Carl Spackler when he was caddying for the preacher in Caddyshack and the lightning struck. Just oh, oh, okay. There's your medal. There you go. Final thought on the Olympics. It was a total disaster on just about every level for NBC. The US broadcast partner had to issue make goods to advertisers. And I heard many people that I talked to saying, I didn't watch any of it. And they say it in a way that's almost kind of reeks of a bit of a humble brag. It reeks of, like, I'm kind of proud to say I didn't watch. No, I can't confirm that. It's just my own internal interpretation of things. And maybe I was hearing Green Needle, or maybe I was hearing something else. But here's the thing. That phenomenon is real. And it becomes a thing. We're herd animals, you know, in case the last 18 months have not proved otherwise, and it should have proved that painfully. So when things are cool, people tend to say, oh, I do that cool thing. And when things are not so cool, you say the opposite. The Olympics was hampered by a myriad of things. No stars, for the most part, for Team USA. You really need a tent pole swimmer, a tent pole gymnast, and a tent pole track star. And we had Simone Biles as the number one star in gymnastics, and she flamed out due to the twisties. Caleb Dressel was okay, but, I mean, he's no Michael Phelps. And as far as track and field goes, Allison Felix was great to watch, but not a star the likes of Flojo or anyone like that. Time zone was a problem. The peacock silliness was a problem. No fans was a mood killer. The off-schedule year being different was a mood killer. And the constant anti-American messaging in the media over the last 12 to 16 months, it's, it, it has an effect. And you get one whiff of some of the woke-ass commercials they were running during the Olympics, which I, I watched a decent amount. It's enough to turn you off. Plus, the once darling USA women's soccer team taking knees, and you're just like, what am I doing here watching this? So the question is, how does it ever get back? Variety dot com wrote the olympics have now become not any longer must see tv what it used to be kind of like the oscars used to be must see tv people would watch the oscars not so much they really liked seeing the hollywood types get up there and pat themselves on the back and give themselves awards oh that was a great movie oh you acted so great in that movie it was a communal thing that's what society did you did it to be conversant you did it in order to be able to 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 hang at the water cooler Well, that's gone now. That's been driven into the ground due to Hollywood's virulently unpalatable messaging to a majority of the country. Is the Olympics now in the same boat? That's a good question. I don't know. How do you get that shine back, if ever? How long would it take? What would it take? You know, it's like when you tinker with your dad's old TV set, if you were to take it apart, one of those old tube TVs, and you go, I want to see how this works, and I'll just put this back... And then you try to put it back and it doesn't turn on. 
Good luck. Your TV is now broken. It may still be around in dad's living room, but it's not going to work like it did before. That could be the Olympics. Personally, I watch the Olympics for the pure joy of it, and I watch for the moment. And when somebody decided the medal recipients had to be masked, had to be, and they wouldn't dare let anybody put their medals around their necks, (laughs) it was such an insanely anti-science, cowering bow to the pagan gods of PC symbolism, it just disgusted me. It was relentlessly idiotic. That fully healthy, mostly vaccinated, quarantined, and relentlessly PCR-tested athletes could be close to another human being, oh my God, for a grand total of what, 10 seconds to get a medal? That is not going to stop the pandemic. It's not going to make a god dang bit of difference in anything. Hell, I would have preferred that they had sacrificed a live goat on the 10-meter platform. Why? Because at least you can't prove that sacrificing a goat does not work. You could prove that the masking of the anthem athletes didn't work in any meaningful way. That's provable. But but a goat that you gut and let the blood just drip off the tent. Okay, that was a bit graphic. I grant you that. But you can't prove that doesn't work. It probably probably doesn't, but there's no proof of it. I, I say you gut that goat, you let the blood spill out, and you go, all right, let's just keep an eye on how things go here. If we have a, a run of good luck, good weather, uh, some breaks along the way, we'll know that the goat thing worked. Otherwise, well, there's some lamb chops in the media room. Okay, that that's enough. The medal ceremony to me is... It is the Olympics. It's the nuclear core of the Olympics. The tears in the eyes of the athletes, the low-angle hero shot, the slow push-in, the heaving chest, and the mouthing of the words of their anthem. Hell, I didn't care what country was on the top stand. I just liked watching it. The cameras loved it too. That's the Olympics, and they fucked it up. The oversized mask on Team USA looked like a punishment from the medieval ages. It looked like a Game of Thrones, Cersei Lannister mask of shame, shame. It was like Hannibal Lecter had replaced the smiling faces of our athletes from around the world. It was disgusting. And nobody, nobody had the balls. Not one person inside the hive mind group thinks so scared of the little bit, littlest bit of AstroTurf controversy, IOC was willing to say no. No, this is, oh, wow. Oh, there we go. I I, I slammed my fist. I was like, did I turn this thing off? Nobody said, no, this is stupid. This is the essence of the Olympics, and we are not doing it. Nobody said that. That was so disheartening. Maybe the IOC will figure it out going forward, but I have very little faith in that. The Olympics, look, they had their run as a must-watch TV event in sports. And it was a good run. But I'm afraid it's probably over. Once again, thank you for downloading and listening. Your loyal ears are what sustain me. Send all correspondence to zabedyahoo.com. Rate and review if you get two seconds on iTunes or Google Play. The algorithms smile when you do that. And if you want to show true loyalty and appreciation to this podcast and all of my contributors that help out, 
like Mr. X tonight, the $5 tip jar will unlock five shows a week, not just four, and it can be found at zabe.com slash premium. And just remember, as Jack Nicholson once said, as the reclusive crank author Melvin Udall in the movie As Good As It Gets, go sell crazy somewhere else. We're all stocked up here. What do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.